welcome to Ad Creeps, a podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Courtney, and I'm here in a new recording studio. Ooh, that's being bold. <laughs> With my friend Al. <laughs> Hello. We're here in my office slash laundry room. <laughs> Look, it, we're living the Ikea life. We, I am on right? that Ikea life for sure. Small space, multi-purpose. Yeah. <laughs> And I appreciate it. So if our volume, if our if our volume is weird or we sound weird, it's because we're in a crisp new IKEA space. <laughs> that you're being very generous. <laughs> I pet a cat. I came in. You did. You pet a cat. I had some cashews. <laughs> I treat you right. You do. Hey, you do. <laughs> I'll had many stacks available for me. Yeah, and I really appreciate it. You no, know, I got that. Uh, I got that. Ayubes. My oh, and he do me right. Yeah, it's gonna fuel me. Cause let me tell you, Al. Today, it was a day. Oh, boy. Do cats have anal glands? I believe they do, yeah. Do they? Do you need to express those? Well, a lot of the times the pet kind of kind of handles that themselves. Yeah. Dogs, sometimes their butt doesn't. Mm. <laughs> so my dog's butt was full. Oh, no. So I had to pour, hold my poor Timbit, my poor sweet boy, as our beautiful vet lubricated herself up and just got right in there. Oh, poor Timbit. I could hear them. Oh. Be expressed. And how did that sound? It... Oh, no. Yeah, it That's was really awful. bad. It smelled really bad, too. It oh. was the worst smell possible. Tim was actually okay about it. Like, well, that's he, good. He was... Our old dog, Pepper Jack, would have bit my face. Mm-hmm. Timbit was like, cool. This is happening to me. <laughs> I guess this is happening. <laughs> I'm going to log it in Timbit's CPTSD. Yeah, honestly, that's how I react to colonoscopies now. I'm just yeah. like, this is a thing that is happening to me. <laughs> it's loading me up. Uh, I'll, I'll think about it, and one day I'll snap. <laughs> yeah. After your seventh plate of Jello. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, that's my day. Well, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Ayub was here. He was here. I'm oh, here. My tummy is so happy now, <laughs> full of cashews, and uh, I'm ready to tell you a story. I would love to hear a story. I'm really excited about this story. <laughs> John Brown was an evangelistic Christian who grew up with a Puritan upbringing. Hmm. Does that name ring a bell? If you took AP U.S. history, you're like, oh, I know it. Because there's only one, baby. Unlike the teaching of his Puritan family, Brown believed violence must be used to end sin. He's not the... Huh? The Mormon guy? No, he is not a Mormon. Oh, okay. I'm sure they use violence to end sin too, but not in this specific way. Yeah. Uh, More specifically, the sin of enslaving an entire people. Yikes. Brown was active in the American abolitionist movement and was also a proponent of ending slavery using armed forces. Oh, sick. Since, quote, decades of peaceful efforts have obviously failed. Pacifism was not the way to end violence of slavery, said the pacifist abolitionist. He said of these people, these men are all talk. What we need is action. Okay. He's he's fucking ready. He's ready. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to like him. Okay. John Brown and his sons armed up during the bleeding Kansas crisis. Ooh. Hey, ooh. You don't, hey, if you, if Kansas is, you're, is bleeding, you should have that looked at. <laughs> a state level civil war over whether the state would enter the union as a free territory. Um, so this is a time where like the balance of 
states that are okay with slavery and states that are not okay with slavery are balanced. Mm -hmm. And then Kansas is coming in. So if Kansas is a free state, then they would Uh, have all the power. And if it's a state that are okay with enslaved people, then they would have all the power. Kind of like in Survivor. Hmm? When... (laughs) When there's two alliances yeah. mm-hmm. um, and there's a sw- sort of a swing vote in the middle and they're trying to get yeah that person on their side. God, I got to remember when I teach the Civil War, I got to use the survivor analogy. <laughs> it's like survivor. It is like a backdoor, like, yeah, absolutely. So they're fighting for it. There was an in-state Civil War. Okay. In May 1856, Brown and his sons killed five supporters of slavery in the Potawatomi Massacre, Mm. going on to command anti-slavery forces at the Battle of Blackjack and the Battle of Osawanatomi. Big battles. Big battles. He's fucking ready. Okay. Yeah, him and his... And by the way, he has like 20 children. Oh, so when he says his sons... Yeah, it's an army, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Brown and his son's largest action took place in Harper's Ferry, Virginia, where they led a raid on the Federal Armory, intending to arm the enslaved peoples in that area. Mm. So just release the guns, give it to enslaved people, and let them, let them, let them rip. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Um, but this is where Brown was caught and eventually brought to trial on the charge of treason. Mm. He was the first person executed for treason in the United States. Oh, wow. It did not... The first one. Yeah, the first one. Uh, I'm sure there was some, like, before United States were the United States, but this one is, like, the first one. It did not... The Harper's Ferry Raid did not go well. Okay, you know, the the (laughs) name sounds familiar. Yeah, it it did not go well. This is all stuff I very much did not learn in school. Of course not, because why would you? Because Canada. It's not important here. No, they were all like, hey, learn about these guys (laughs) and their fur. (laughs) The fur... (laughs) The voyageurs? Yes. The French guys? The legacy of John Brown carried on after his death. Union soldiers marched to the song John Brown's Body. Hmm. W.E.B. Dubois wrote of Brown in his 1909 biography, stating that the raid stood as, quote, a great white light, an unwavering, unflickering brightness, blinding by its all-seeing brilliance, making the world whole, making the world into two parts, simple light and darkness, Hmm. a right and wrong. John Brown was right. Nice. In 19... This is my favorite. In 1964, Malcolm X said that white people could not join his black nationalist organization of the Afro-American unity, but, quote, if John Brown were still alive, we might accept him. (laughs) If Malcolm X is is saying that about you, you're okay. John Brown's legacy was also carried on by his children. He married twice and had a total of 20 though nine died in childhood. Mm. Many of sons continued fighting for abolition, either as part of the Union Army or working on humanitarian efforts. Salmon Brown, John's eighth son, had actually grown tired of the violence. Oh, interesting. Okay. He's like, let's be pacifist. He, yeah, well, <laughs> he's not even let's be pacifist. It's like, I'm done. Oh, wow. I'm absolutely done. He's just done. Though he fought alongside his father in Kansas, he opted out of the raid on Harper's Ferry. Salmon had previously fallen off a horse, causing a lifetime of severe chronic pain and illness, which took the fight out of him. He instead decided 
to become a merino sheep farmer. Oh, sick. I know about this. <laughs> the opposite of fighting. Now this I know all about. <laughs> merino sheep are the really soft ones, They're right? very soft. They're a very nice breed, yes. Oh, are they are they the big ones or, the, or are they big or small? I don't know about the size oh, of the sheep. you don't know the size of the They have big horns, though, right? I don't know. I'm, oh. most, I'm most familiar <laughs> with the wool. Oh, okay. <laughs> do sheep have anal glands? Do they need to be compressed? I Maybe. do not know. Maybe. In 1870, Solomon settled on Nogalotl native land between mm. two rivers in what is now known as Northern California. The area had been a traditional pit stop for the Pony Express. Oh boy. In the 1860s. Ugh, so it had few amenities already set up. After a few other farmers settled in the area, the town became known as Bridgeville when the location's first post office opened up in 1877. The population hovered around 10 to 20 people over the years. Salman ended up leaving the farming life in 1893 when he moved to Portland, Oregon. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, you know, you become a sheep farmer and then you, you know, you get enough wares. You go to Portland, you you knit a few hats, you have brunch, you don't work, that sort of thing. It's the American dream. Yeah, truly. <laughs> <laughs> Truly the American dream. <laughs> Portland is the American dream. Well, for some Americans. <laughs> yeah, ooh, from others. The 83-acre town of Bridgeville survived through two world wars and a Great Depression. Mm. But over time, abandoned cabins began to crumble and unsold lots began to overgrow. People move in and out, but few institutions remained. The Bridgeville Federal Post Office and the United Church both are survive and it's, they're still there today very curious about what <laughs> ad this is going to be connected to mm, that's the game that's the game that's the game it wasn't much but at least it had its own zip code nine five five two six was it was there do you think was the first zip code like one 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 i think it's zero 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 one. Oh. Right? So they must have been pretty far along by this oh, point. Oh, California. California, yeah. yay? That's on the other side, baby. <laughs> you got 13 colonies to start off. Uh, you got the other side. And they, got all the, they got all the good they numbers. They got all the good ones. They got all, I'm sure Connecticut has like 00001. Well, 69420. That's got to be somewhere. 69420. <gasps> there must be. Yeah. There must be. There must be. Unless, unless, because zip codes were invented, what, in the 60s? I have no idea. Um, I'm sure we'll do an ad creeps about it. But you know how sometimes the federal government is, like, wise to our number, the sexy numbers? Yes. And, like, they don't make roads with the number 69 or 420 anymore? Ugh, that's so rude. Like... Let us have our fun. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in California there's no 420 mile marker. It's, like, four... Four is nineteen point five. Just let us have a little bit of fun <laughs> no. in our miserable lives. <laughs> it's just they spent too much money on this one sign replacing <laughs> it. In nineteen eighty-five, Elizabeth Lapple and her husband Joe purchased all eighty-three acres uh, of land that made up Bridgeville. The couple had big hopes of renovating it. The community stood along the tree-lined banks of the Van Dusen River, potentially making it a perfect place for a retreat or tourist destination. So Van Dusen, is he the same as the... I don't know. It's Van Dusen, D-U-Z-E-D. Oh, no, that's so a different spelling. Oh, it's, the we have... <laughs> it's the evil brother. We have a Van Dusen Botanical Garden here in Vancouver. Yeah, absolutely. But different, apparently no relation. No, this is the evil one. Yeah. It's like how my last name, there's one with two M's and one with one M. Mm -hmm. There's evil. You're the evil one, yeah. Yeah, two M's, definitely evil. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. 
Unfortunately, the price tag for renovating the city was upwards of $250,000, which is actually not that... That's not that much today. Hey. You can't get a house for that. <laughs> in retrospect, that's fine, <laughs> folks. So in 2002, Elizabeth and Joe decided to sell the town of Bridgeville. They wanted the property gone quickly too. quote, we were just waiting to sell this town and pack up all our stuff and be gone, Joe LaPelle said in an interview with Wired Magazine. So how do you sell a town? Um, town for sale. <laughs> Baby shoe, town for sale, never worn. <laughs> yeah. uh, a large auction house like Sotheby's would absolutely take it on. But after sinking so much money into renovations already, the lapels did not want to pay the auction house fees. And that is why in 2002, Bridgeville, California became the very first town to be put up for auction on eBay. Oh, the Electronic Bay. Yeah, we're here. Oh, cool. I like this place. <laughs> you like this place. This is where I get my, my 35 millimeter slides. Oh, do you really? Yeah. In bulk? Yeah, well, I try to find places that have a collection that's like all from one uh, photographer or family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there are lots of people that sell like old media on uh, eBay. I was thinking about this recently. My grandfather passed away yesterday two days ago so sorry to hear it's that it's okay we we're virtual strangers okay but um and my grandmother passed away a couple months again, ago again i'm so sorry it's, to hear that it's fine okay They've, it's fine don't worry about it um but i was thinking about the photographs of the family photographs and i'm thinking about how like their photographs and like my parents photographs and then my photographs and eventually like i don't have any kids yeah. so eventually there'll be a point where i have all these photographs and like where do they go? And I was oddly comforted about, like, thinking about you, Aww. like, taking care of other people's photographs, but also, like, going to vintage shops and, like, seeing other people's photographs and people, like, like, I, I know I do it, but looking and, like, appreciating them and buying them and keeping them. Yeah. I really like that idea. It's, like, really interesting, too, because, um, like, every co collection I've got, including mine and some close friends, uh, as well as ones that I've gotten through eBay, like, Canadian family photo collections... Every single one has had a Bouchard Garden visit. That's in it. so funny. Every single one, no matter where they're from. All uh, Canadian. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's funny. I have friends coming in from New Hampshire and they're landing in Victoria and they said they had 10 hours. I'm like, do not bother with Bouchard Gardens. <laughs> do not bother. <laughs> go to Big Bad John's. Do not go to Bouchard Gardens. <laughs> Pierre Omidyar had a problem. Hmm. It was 1995, and the web developer needed some extra cash. He also had a broken laser printer. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Who doesn't? In a weekend, he had started up a website called Auction Web and put the laser printer up for auction for a listing of $1. For a week, there was no takers, but slowly bidders began weighing in, uh, bringing the printer's price up to $14.83. Nice haul. <laughs> Almadyar had his sale and a new idea. I want to just say, my dad, in his retirement, has an eBay. Like, he does, he's an eBay flipper. Oh, nice. He goes, to, he goes to garage sales. He goes to, like, Value Villages. And he buys stuff. And he puts it on eBay. Now you tell your dad. Yeah. That if he finds 35mm slides... Oh, I will. They're mine. Actually, he would be a good guy to take an eye out. Because yeah. the one thing he finds is, like, calculators. He's, like, a calculator king now. Huh. And he can sell them for a lot of money. He should, get a, he should start doing local ads for the calculator king. Oh, my king. gosh. The calculator. <laughs> I'm Bob. I'm the calculator king. You can trust me. 
Look, when your when your dad's into f- fucking model airplanes and eBay, e- little eBay stores, you know you know he's happy. <laughs> you can trust me. Eight hundred and eighty five percent. Eight thousand. What? Eighty thousand and eighty five percent. Perfect. <laughs> I got it. You got it. Omid Yars had his sale and a new idea. His auctioning website was considered to be a hobby at first, something to do on the weekends to make a few bucks. But quickly, the volume of sellers and buyers started hitting a point where Omid Yars' internet service provider insisted he switched to a business account. This caused his internet bill to rise to $250, Jeez. which is a lot in the 90s, Yeah, leading to Omid Yars to start charging users to conduct transactions over his site. Users happily paid. Now, this is pre-Google. Yeah. So, like, I assume eBay was just word of mouth? Well, there were other search engines before Google. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, like Ask Jeeves. And Alta Vista. Alta Vista. (laughs) Alta Vista. (laughs) And I guess AOL and stuff, right? Yeah. I remember figuring out about eBay because my, again, my dad was really into it. Because motorcycle parts, he had vintage motorcycles and they would, the old guys love it. They love it. They love the eBay. Just, you know, just a good old fashioned transaction. (laughs) You love them, folks. This is what God would have wanted. <laughs> my, <laughs> my favorite type of action. Trans. <laughs> By early 1996, Auction Web had become a million-dollar business. Boy. Boy. <laughs> the, ni- the 90s, huh? <sighs> <laughs> Imagine just becoming a millionaire uh, on the internet. I hate to think about it. <laughs> Omen Yars brought on a board and presidents to steer the company. By 1997, it had hit 2 million auction transactions. Wow. This is also the year it officially changed its name to eBay. After receiving $6.7 million in funding from Benchmark Capital. Just, mm-hmm. you can get investors. People just gave you money. God, they love that internet. They love it. They loved it. Driven by the capital created by the Beanie Babies craze of the late 90s. Here we go. Yes, absolutely. Here we go. Well, sorry. This is the only line about Beanie Well, can I tell you? Yes, please. What I've been thinking about since you started talking about yeah, Electronic yeah, yeah. Bay yeah. is there's a Tumblr <laughs> that I follow that I love. What is it? Uh, and it's called eBay Friends. What is eBay Friends? It's just stuffed animals that someone finds on eBay he and posts was... photos of them. And it's a lot of like, there's a lot of like cute stuffed clowns on... oh, and other like weird minute. little stuffed animals. Okay, how many of it is haunted? None of it's haunted, but I did save a lot of photos of clowns. <laughs> These little guys just get me. You have a personal folder. I'm looking at Al's uh, desktop right now. It just has fun little guys on it. <laughs> fun little guys. They just, they get me. They get the essence of my soul wow. and what I'm about. And I will post some of those photos Please. to our Twitter. Absolutely. Our eBay collection. <laughs> I don't have an eBay collection. I do go on eBay. I have... Do you have eBay searches, like save searches? Yeah, I sometimes will put up alerts for 35 millimeter film collections. Yeah. And then if I'm like between, if I don't have any material to go through, I'll like put up, I'll put an alert up. And so yeah. I have stuff to check through. I have alerts for very specific old vintage theme park paraphernalia. Nice. Um, I also have a <laughs> very specific uh, alert for a Russian cross-stitch kit that, <laughs> that was made in the 90s that's an orangutan on a toilet. That's that because so that you can make it for me, right? It's, it's called Mademoiselle, <laughs> and I love her so much. Aww. And she's out of print, oh and she only came in a fucking um, a kit, and I have a very specific... <laughs> 
That's my very specific search. I love that. One day, EBO will give me her, and I will stitch her on only her, and everyone will have a copy. I also bought my camera on eBay. Oh, did you really? Yeah, it's an old Nikon. Oh, a lot of electronics on there. And I bought, uh, uh, what do you call it, when something's so old that you can't use it anymore? Antique? No, expired. I oh, bought expired. some expired film, <gasps> and I actually dropped off a roll of it at the London Drugs recently. So oh, I can't wait yeah. to see it. Mm-hmm. I was at a bush party recently, <laughs> okay. and someone who was very high on drugs, um, and I love them, had an expired film, but it was um, the instant Polaroid camera. Oh, interesting. And they came out really cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens. <gasps> Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> Uh, oh, driven by the capital, created solely by the Beanie Baby craze of the late '90s. This is buck wild. Yeah, so much money was pumped in. Uh, the company went public just from the Beanie Babies alone. A lot of things go public from Beanie Babies. <laughs> Trauma. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we gotta do a BB Babies and cream. We'll get to the BB Babies. BB Babies. The BB Babies. Um, the stock price soared to $54 per share on its first day of trading, and Omidyar became an instant billionaire. Mm. Over the next decade, <laughs> that's all we have to say, eBay perfected their auction model site. In the early aughts, truly, it became a wild west of auctioning. Though eBay had strict rules that you could not sell guns or alcohol or drugs or legal documents or Nazi paraphernalia, the sky was a limit. I will now share with you the hits for one of my favorite Wikipedia pages, Unusual eBay Listings. Incredible. <laughs> yes. Okay, you ready? I'm so ready. In 2000, a toast was half-eaten by Justin Timberlake. <laughs> it was sold to a 19-year-old fan for $1,025. That's a steal. <laughs> yeah, they stole the toast, actually. <laughs> In May 2005, a Volkswagen Golf that had been registered to Benedict the Sixteenth, the Pope. <laughs> you got a you got a Pope wagon. Well, he was. It was registered to actually the Cardinal Joseph, oh. who was his pre. I guess I dead named the Pope. I'm sorry. Oh wow. I'm so so sorry. Oh wow. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Wow. Anyway, it was registered in pre-Pope. Okay. Pre-Pope. So pre-Pope wagon. Pre-transition to Pope. It was sold on Germany's eBay for $277,171. The winning bid was made by goldenpalace.com. Who knows? They love a Pope. Yeah. I love that he had a Volkswagen Golf. That really sits well with me. The People's Pope. In late 2005, the original Hollywood sign sold on eBay for $450,000. How? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a new one and they, they sold like, the took old it one. Down and... I guess so. Okay. It's got is hey. Wild. <laughs> In September 2006, a listing for a sea urchin turned out to be a brand new species. What? You can't. Yeah. They were just selling your urchins and like then, live? Yeah, and then, No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And some guy, and a scientist bought it because they had never seen it before and it turned out to be a new species. He tried to name it, like, the Latin name to have eBay in it. Yes, Baicus. But, yeah, <laughs> but they said no. The, no, you can't do you that. You cannot do it. That's not the only new species that was found on eBay, by the way. What? <laughs> there are multiple. 
In January 2008, four golf balls were auctioned off on eBay after being surgically removed from a carpet <gasps> python. Incredible. It, it had inadvertently swallowed them whilst grating eggs in a chicken enclosure. Is that rules? <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for the python, but no It was rules. fine. It was fine. I'm sure you just like... They sewed them back up again. No, they you just squeeze it out. <laughs> It's not a cartoon. (laughs) And my absolute favorite, December 2009, a woman auctioned off the copyright for a never-before-seen four-minute home movie of Marilyn Monroe smoking a joint. Fucking hell yeah. (laughs) Evie has everything. Oh my god, that rules. Bridgeville, California was not the only city put up on sale on eBay, but it was the first. With a total of 250 bids, the final price was set at $1.7 million dollars. But being a digital marketplace, the original winner mysteriously backed out. Mm. Only for it to be scooped up by businessman Bruce Crawl for $700,000. Hmm. But this is not the end of Bridgeville's story. Crawl put up the, the town for sale again on eBay. They're just passing this thing around. I think it's cursed. <laughs> In 2006, with a starting price of $1.7 million, I guess to recoup. He, he wanted the original price, I yeah. guess. Yeah. This price, of course, included three cows, eight houses, and the original post office. The fucking cows come with it? <laughs> yeah, man. That's sick. An L.A.-based college student, Daniel Thomas LaPale, purchased the town from Crawl, paying $1.2 million. The money coming largely from his mother and grandmother. Yeah, shocker. Quote, community is a very important aspect, said LaPale in an interview with the local Times Standard. We all have to live together. Bridgeville is going to be an example. We're going to show that we can be environmentally conscious, good neighbors, and just create a special little community. (laughs) Community is important, so I bought one. (laughs) (laughs) Look. Uh, And again, I want to let you know, like, this is A, native land, unceded territory. And also B, there's like eight farmers living on it. A lot of sheep farmers living on it. They're like, I guess. You shouldn't be able to buy and sell land. No. (laughs) And that's my opinion. (laughs) Absolutely not. Daniel LaPale died by suicide November 9th, 2006, leaving the property to his mother. Okay. Bridgeville went back up on the market in 2007 on eBay. Yeah, okay. With a price tag of $1.3 million. It sat on the market until 2013 when entrepreneur and serial fraudster Stephen Farsam of Santa Monica Shore Hotel fame offered Daniel's mother $900,000 for the town. Farzam claimed that he wanted to use the town to start his own police force. What? (laughs) No. The local sheriff and people living on the land rejected this, leading to the deal falling apart. Months later, Farzam and his mansion were raided by the FBI. (laughs) Bridgeville is still owned by the LaPale family. It's still for sale, just not on eBay. Maybe you should just let a town be a town and nobody's got to own it. Maybe no one's got to own the fucking land. <laughs> yeah, that's bro. what I think. Maybe you return that land to its original <laughs> stewards. <laughs> what? what? Crazy, I know. So I chose, eBay had a series of ads using a Frank Sinatra song. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know it. I, I don't know either. Oh, good. Maybe you do. <laughs> uh, I chose the one that actually... Talks about Bridgeville. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, you can see it in our sources. I'm so excited. We'll return after these messages. And now my dream car's here. I got a deal of this, I'm certain. Type in your choice, then hit return. You want selection, they're not hurting. Cars and trucks and 
a fun little there's, jig. There's three of them. I put all three of them in my sources because okay. I like them. Yeah. Uh, this was actually, I think, when I first told my sibling that we were doing a, 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 a podcast about ads, mm-hmm. they're like, you have to do this one. Oh. Because that song. That song. Stuck in our heads. That's it. Well, I got, okay. Well, first of all, yeah. speaking of songs stuck in your head. Yeah. I have to tell you. What? That I had the ground round song stuck <laughs> in my head. <laughs> For upwards of no. three weeks. No. It, I, it would not leave me alone. That, I couldn't even tell you what it sounded like. I heard it once and I cannot. I, I don't even want to try and remember no, no, it now no, for don't. fear of please cursing don't. myself please don't. again. Please don't. You know what you got to do to get that sucker out? What? Listen to the corn song. I love the corn song. <laughs> get that little boy crooning in your ear. Damn if I don't love the corn song. <laughs> and the fair song. It got the juice. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the fair, the, the fair song. <laughs> well, it was great. Yeah. So, that Apparently. <laughs> so there's a woman and she is trying to sell yeah. something. Or buy something. Or buy something on the Electronic Bay. Yeah. And uh, she's in a trailer. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves the trailer, uh, steps out onto the highway. And it, there's it's, it's, it's bumper to bumper, it's folks. It's a real series of events. Yeah. Um, and then she's hugging on a gentleman. Yeah, and they're on a the, on a hog of some description. There's so many hot people on this hog. There's a lot of hot people on this hog. Yeah, and then they get up onto a big flatbed truck. Yeah, and dance. Yeah, they sure do. And it says eBay above them, and she says at one point you can even buy a town, and points to a sign of Bridgefield. Yeah, because that's all there is in Bridgefield, <laughs> just a sign and some sheep. This was a real ad of its era. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. It really had the vibes. Of that particular era where it's like, let's just do a musical number, man. So there's um, the first ad in this series is a longer ad. I don't know if it appeared during the Super Bowl. It was like a minute long. Oh, wow. Uh, And it uses the same like song. Mm -hmm. I did it my way. And then the weirdest thing is at the bottom, at the end of the commercial, it's like a donation was made in like eBay's name to the Frank Sinatra. Like, yeah, I don't know that. Well, wait, is Frank, it's like not a. Charity for Frank Sinatra's family. I was. I think it was a charity run by the Sinatra uh, something family. that he yeah. is. Uh, you know, feels powerfully yeah, about. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, that's. Cool. I don't know if he was died. Well, I think he did die in that, around that area. I think this is about two thousand six. Okay, so maybe they didn't want to seem tacky. <laughs> yeah, maybe he, they made this commercial. Frank Sinatra died, and they're like, "Oh shit! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> All the beanie baby baby money, man. We gotta keep putting this on." <laughs> eBay. Yeah, it's 20, eBay. It's, it's 2022. It's 2022. You know what we all need? What? A friend. We do need a friend. We all need a friend. Yeah? And I think eBay is going to do a promotion. Are you talking about selling a person? No, no. Okay, because John Brown would not be into I, that. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. no. Uh, I think eBay is going to, you know, they're going to look at all their little friends that they have on their website. <laughs> Oh, your clown friends. Uh-huh. All their little stuffed animals, <laughs> oh, all their no. beanie babies. And if you sign up for a new account, you're going to get a friend. <laughs> free friend. Free, free friend. Free, free friend. friend. 
So we're just cutting between different people, just like getting a box in the mail. And they're so, because that's part of what's yeah. fun about eBay, right? Yeah, you get yeah, something yeah, in the mail, yeah. you get to open it up. So people just going about their days, a man at the office, he gets his mail call. There's can a, I, can I add? Yes. Okay. So you know how they used Frank Sinatra. Yeah. I did it my way. Let's use another Frank Sinatra. Instead of New York, New York, it's new clown, new clown. <laughs> <laughs> new clown, yep. new clown. It's yeah. a hell of a clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. There are, I think you're, I think by doing this commercial, you're doing a service because I think we're backlocked with little guys yeah, on eBay. We are backlogged. There's a lot of little guys. I think there's a bottleneck of guys. <laughs> Just in the Beanie Baby world's. Oh, yeah, a lot. Like, and, okay, think in a couple years, those little plastic pop figurines. Oh, Funko Pops? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't count those as little guys. No, they don't count them as little uh, guys. Those are not little guys to me. I just think they're very Beanie Baby-esque, where people but are like... They're not soft. No, I guess they And that's they have so important soft. for are a little guy. Are the clowns soft? The clowns are soft. <laughs> These are soft clowns, my friend. Do they have porcelain hands and faces? No. What? They're all plush, all clowns. We're going to have to open your special folder later on. <laughs> I got to peep these guys. You will peep them. <laughs> now, everyone's getting a clown. Everyone's okay? getting a clown. People all over the country, all over the world, they're opening their clowns from new eBay. New clown, new clown. And they're they're like, they're it's so enthralled and excited <laughs> about the clowns. I love it. And um, it's like, hey, you can't buy a town, but you can buy a clown. You can't buy a town, but you can buy a clown. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I do want to mention, um, uh, is, was it Brisbane, Australia uh -huh. put New Zealand up for sale once? That is rude. <laughs> you can buy New Zealand sometimes. That is rude. <laughs> I don't know what, what Brisbane has against New Zealand. <laughs> There's some weird turf war going on. Brisbane's the jerk of Australia. <laughs> I got that feeling. Actually. Yeah. <sighs> I need a clown now. Yeah. We'll get you a clown, buddy. <laughs> so I'm, I do. I do not have an eBay account officially. <laughs> oh, we'll get you that clown. Okay, give me a clown in the form of a local ad, then. I would love to give you a clown in the form of a local <laughs> ad. Clown, clown around with me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a clown from, and I say that in the fondest way. Yeah. Uh, but this is just. I mean, this is a real circus. Okay. And it's sort of everything you could want from a local ad. Uh, this comes from Toronto, Ontario. Hell's yeah. Uh, and if you want to watch this local ad, you can find it in our sources. Straight from Clown Town. <laughs> I'm Russell Oliver, and I buy your used jewelry. If you have gold rings, gold earrings, I'll give you cash. If you have diamonds, bring them to me. I'll give you cash. I love gold. Bring me your old gold, and I'll give you cash. Because... I'm the cash man. Was, uh, all, all wow. over, all over jewelry. <laughs> um, okay, so you have a British man. Yeah. He has a Matt Berry-like hair does, to him. He does, yeah. He says, bring me your gold, bring me your diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> bring them to me. <laughs> like a 
dragon. <laughs> like a smog. He just, like a smog. <laughs> he, just, he just wants to collect. And then, so I thought that was a treat. That was already so much. But then he brings in like the Spice Girls. <laughs> Toronto, Ontario's own the Spice Girls. And they're dancing behind him. Wearing various tones of black and oh gold. Oh my gosh. And, and he's like... I'm the I'm the cash man. It's a little bit of a like scat man kind I'm of. I'm the ca- I think they wanted him to do it, yeah. but they could not. Yeah. He cannot. This man can't scat. Bow bow boo doo boo doo. Is that him? Yeah, that's yeah. him. But a but a dip bow. I love it. Yeah. I love him. That's the cash man. He is a clown. <laughs> he is a clown. But but and he's in on the joke. But yeah, he is in on the joke. It is a wink and a nudge. But I he is a clown. I don't want to collect him. I do not want to collect him. I don't him. want this clown in my house. eBay, don't send me this clown. <laughs> if you have a clown, please bless it to us. Send it in an email or, or put it up on eBay and alert us. Send us your clowns. <laughs> uh, gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. Yeah, at, at, at creeps. At, at creeps. Or just, like, tweet at us your funny little things you find on eBay. Yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> we love to see it. We love to see it. <laughs> is that it? That's it. Okay, until next time, we, we are, are signing, signing off. off. Mm, but first, a word for my spouse. <laughs>